He said, it's time to declare war on the deconstruction movement. And that phrase caught the attention of the Christian world. Virtually every single Christian publication out there was writing about John declaring war on the deconstruction movement. This is A Step Closer, bonus episodes of Walk in Truth. These are short series that will help you look a little closer at topics that might challenge your faith, or perhaps help you with answers as to why you believe what you believe. Today's topic is the deconstruction of Christianity. Pastor Michael recently invited Red Pen Logics apologist Tim Barnett, or Mr. B, to discuss this topic. So here we go. Hey, church family, we have a, a fantastic speaker today. His name is Tim Barnett. He is a, a husband, a father, a soon to be published author. There we go. A speaker as well as apologetist, apologetic, apologetist, ah, I was mis- apologist. And he'll explain that a little bit. Um, for stand to reason. And, and I've actually had the joy along with some of our older class classmates of high schoolers that have been able to hear him speak at conferences, as well as we've actually watched his videos online. Now, I encourage you, if you have not, and I know he'll talk about this, but but for me, as I've served with our youth, our junior high and high school, I encourage you, parents, if you are grandparents, if you are a guardian, if you want to help the generation of the church today know the truth of the gospel and how to defend it, as well as assess or help assess bad thinking uh, with good thinking, I encourage you to check out Red Pen Logic with Mr. B. Uh, his videos actually garner over millions of videos monthly. And so it is a privilege that we have Tim Barnett here today. So if you would, please welcome up Tim. Dude, thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Just one correction, millions of views, not millions of videos, okay? There's very few videos. I would not be here this morning if I had to make millions of videos. It is so good to be with you guys this morning. I have a question for you. How many of you like science? Show of hands. Okay, we've got a few science people in here. How many people like math? Turn to those people and say, what's wrong with you? You shouldn't like math, Okay. I actually, uh, like science and math, actually I became a full-time high school science and math teacher. I did that for about six or seven years um, until I uh, transitioned out of that full-time position into actually what I do now with Stand to Reason, which is a, I'm a full-time Christian apologist. Now, a Christian apologist is not someone who goes around saying, I'm so sorry I'm a Christian, please forgive me. No, we make other people sorry we're Christians. No, we don't, we don't do that. We don't, we don't do that, okay? Um, I know there's some guys who do, and they need to stop it, okay? We don't want to do that. Um, no, we give a defense for the faith. faith. We make a case for Christianity, and we do that with truth and grace, and that's what we do at Stand to Reason. So if you follow uh, Stand to Reason, if you don't, um, you need to follow Stand to Reason. I'll give you a QR code in a second, but I want to tell you guys, you need to follow... Uh, Red Pen Logic. Any people know what Red Pen Logic is? Show of hands. The rest of you should just leave, okay? Um, Not cool, all right? But I know you're hopping on your phones right now to subscribe to to YouTube and 
and Facebook and Instagram and all the places, we are basically responding to a lot of nonsense that's online. And there is a lot of nonsense online. And so people usually send me TikToks and memes and whatever, and I like sift through and it's like, hey, what do I, what do I want to respond to? And so we make, we make videos and graphics and stuff that go up every week. And you can check that out. Hopefully that will, will help you. And uh, I just need to tell you, okay, I'm here this morning. I'm doing, I did the service this morning. We're doing this service. We got some stuff we're doing tomorrow. Actually, we're going to use the church to film some stuff. Um, but then I go home, Okay. And as a speaker, that's kind of like a liability. It's like a one-and-done kind of thing. Okay, that was a great message. Okay, now I'm, I'm done for the week kind of thing. And we don't want to be that kind of ministry to you. We want to invest in your life. One of the ways we do that is by putting together resources and sending them to you. And it's all free, okay? We're not just an informational ministry. Of course, we do provide information. That's something we're going to talk about. I'm going to give you lots of information this morning. But we're also an incarnational ministry. We're trying to form a certain kind of person. So what I need you to do, if you don't follow Standard Reason, is like pull your phone out and like point it at that QR code with your camera. And your camera, what it's going to do is like put up a link. And that link is going to take you to a page that looks kind of like that. And you just give us your name and your email, Okay. Again, we're not after your money. We're not after your um, whatever. We're not going to spam you. We want to actually provide really good resources that will help you. You might get some red pen logic stuff sent to you, um, articles, that kind of thing. And, uh, and that will um, hopefully serve you as you are doing evangelism and apologetics in your own sphere, with your family, with your friends, at school, all the stuff. Okay? So... Cool. That's, that's that. All right, I'm going to take that down. Now, I am, I don't know whether I can call myself an author yet, okay? I wrote a book, and it is, it is published and everything, but it doesn't come out until uh, January 30th, okay? So you can, like, go to Amazon right now and click, like, pre-order, but you're not going to get the book till January 30th, okay? And that book is what we're talking about this morning. We're talking about deconstruction. And there's so much that I want to share with you, like 60,000 words worth of, of material. But I only got, they told me I got like 90 minutes with you. No, I'm not doing 90 minutes, okay? <laughs> Although I did hear that sometimes it goes into extra innings, right? Like it could go late. Um, and I'm going to try to stay on time here. But uh, we're going to talk about some of the content that's in this book. And if some of the things I'm saying to you is resonating, you want, you want more information, you're just going to have to find it in the book, okay? Let's start with this. It's a true story. This really happened, and I think it helps to kind of um, flesh out a, an idea um, early on here. So let me tell you this story. A few years ago, while uh, my wife and I and our kids were celebrating my wife's birthday, my daughter, Juliana, she was six years old at the time. She gets this like quizzical look on her face, and she turns to me and says, Dad... What's a one-two smell like? Now, confused by her question, I said, honey, one and two are numbers, and numbers don't have a smell. Now, technically, she was making a category mistake, but I wasn't going to, like, pull the red pen out and, like, red pen my six-year-old, okay? My wife said, I'm not allowed to do that. Okay. Now, equally perplexed by my reply, she said, no, dad, what's a one-two smell like? Now, repeating the question didn't help me. 
right? Some of you parents have been there, right? It didn't help. Now I'm even more confused. And then my four-year-old, Jocelyn, she's like observing this communication stalemate. She says, no, dad, you look like a monkey and you smell like one, two. So what's a one, two smell like? Now, here's the point. Here's the point. When terms are not clearly defined, we can end up talking past each other, right? When words have like multiple meanings, then it can create confusion when we're in conversations. And that's especially true when it comes to something as emotionally charged as deconstruction. In fact, this, this became real clear to me a couple years ago when Skillet's John Cooper, you guys familiar with Skillet? So they're a rock band. Um, John Cooper, he's on stage at this, this event called uh, uh, Winterfest, and, uh, and, or sorry, Winter Jam, Winterfest, Winter Jam, and he's between songs, and he decided to take a minute and say this. Listen to these words. Listen to the young people up in here. This is so important. There is no such thing as divorcing Jesus Christ from the Bible. All right, so he said, it's, it's time to declare war on the deconstruction movement. And that phrase caught the, the uh, attention of the Christian world, okay? In fact, virtually every single Christian publication out there was writing about John Cooper declaring war on the deconstruction movement. And depending on who you were reading, you got a different sense of what was going on. Like Relevant Magazine, they basically said Cooper has a fundamental misunderstanding of what deconstruction is. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And then you had other publications, um, like, like church leaders, they were saying, well, I see where he's coming from. In fact, they let him kind of give a response to what was going on. And so people were talking past it, and it, was, it became very clear in that moment that people were using the word deconstruction in very different ways. In fact, there's one article here. A Christian rock star declares war on people with doubts. If you have doubts and questions, John Cooper's declaring war against you. Is that really what John Cooper was doing? No, that's not what he was doing. That's not what he was doing. But here's the thing. If deconstruction is just about asking questions, I'm just asking questions. I'm, I'm going through some doubts. Then declaring war on it would be wrong and actually unbiblical. But if deconstruction is about leading people away from historic Christianity, then declaring war on it is completely appropriate and biblical, right? So we got to figure out what is this thing called deconstruction? What is it? What is it? And this is what Elisa Childers and I, in our book, we spent a whole lot of time trying to figure out what deconstruction is. And what you guys are getting here is just a glimpse of our, of our research, of our discovery, okay? Now, everyone seems to be using the term 
to, to mean different things. If you ask 10 people, 10 people, what's deconstruction? You'll likely get 10 different answers. So to start off, I, I need you guys to understand this word has become like an accordion catch-all term, okay? And it can mean everything from asking questions about some like, you know, secondary or tertiary doctrine all the way to I'm leaving, I'm done with Christianity. So here's what, here's what we need to do. And this is like tactic stuff. If you're familiar with standard reason, we talk about tactics, asking good questions. One of those questions is, what do you mean by that? So if someone says, I'm deconstructing, or have you heard about this deconstruction story? You got to ask the question, well, what do we mean? Or what do you mean by deconstruction? That's the first question. Now, back in 2019, in 2019, when Joshua Harris, um, this guy was like the poster child for evangelicalism, okay? You guys remember the book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye? Like early, late 90s, early 2000s, I Kissed Dating Goodbye, it sold millions of copies. This guy became a mega, mega church pastor, okay? Well, in 2019, he went to Instagram and posted that he was divorcing his wife. And this sent like shockwaves across evangelicalism. Why? Because he was the guy who said, look it, I kissed dating goodbye, and this is the way you're supposed to do it, to have a lasting marriage. And years later, now he's getting divorced. Didn't work out so well. So that sent shockwaves. The, we- the next week, though, he posted this. The information that I left out of our announcement is that I have undergone a massive shift in regard to my faith in Jesus. The popular phrase for this is deconstruction. The biblical phrase is falling away. By all the measurements I have for defining a Christian, I am not a Christian. So when he posted this, again, it was a big deal. Everyone was liking, sharing, commenting. And what we got, the sense we got was deconstruction is falling away. And that's how a lot of people use the term. In fact, man, it seems like there was an endless number for at least a season of uh, popular or maybe one might say famous Christians who were going to social media to announce their departure from Christianity. It was Joshua Harris, but it was also people like Marty Sampson from Hillsong. Um, he wrote a song, you probably sing it. I mean, I love it. It's called, Oh, Praise the Name. Um, and, uh, and he deconstructed uh, Lisa Gunger, um, Tony, Cam- Tony Campolo's son, Mark Campolo, John Steingard, uh, that guy in the middle with this kind of tall hair there. That's uh, Rhett McLaughlin. Are you guys familiar with Good Mythical Morning? Probably the younger people in the room, okay? These are like some of the most popular YouTubers out there. And they went on to their podcast on YouTube, and they kind of walked through their spiritual deconstruction. Three million people have watched this video. I had messages in my inbox from students, from pastors, from parents, all saying, Tim, my kids have watched this video and they have had their faith absolutely rocked. I don't know how to respond. And so these stories are powerful. I mean, you know it. If Lee Strobel was up here right now, he would share his story from atheist to Christian. I mean, I've been there. I've seen him do it. And I've seen people come to Christ because he shared his testimony. It's awesome. 
Now, what happens when the reverse happens? What happens when people have been following Rhett and Link on their Good Mythical Morning um, YouTube channel, millions of them, and they find out, wow, Rhett was a Christian, now he's not. And he lays out all his reasons why. And they're like, man, I've never even thought about my faith like that. And their faith rocked. In fact, you read the comments in these videos and you'll see people say things like, this started beyond my deconversion or my deconstruction. That's what they say. And so for better or worse, stories are powerful. In fact, they're often, they're often more powerful than a logical argument, okay? Like I could say premise, premise, conclusion, and people are like, okay. But if I tell you a, a story, you're more likely to change your position or change your mind. There's something about that. So here's how, here's how we define deconstruction in our book. After surveying all the stuff that's out there online, after following the, the influencers, after watching the deconversion stories and deconstruction stories, after listening to the podcasts, all the stuff, here's what we think deconstruction is. And this is going to be controversial, okay? There are people that are, are not, are not going to like our book because we're being, I think we're being honest here. Deconstruction is a postmodern process. What I mean by that is it's not, it's not about truth. It's about something else. It's a postmodern process of rethinking your faith without requiring scripture as a standard. That part's really important. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, that's, you know, there's lots of people who are just rethinking their faith and, and whatever. And I get that. They're out there. That's true. And what I'm going to show you is there's a proper way to rethink your faith. And there is a bad way to rethink your faith. And deconstruction is the bad way. It's the wrong way. But if you were, going to de- if you were saying, Tim, I'm, I'm here and I think I'm deconstructing, and you were to go online, you would find all kinds of resources. Like this conference. This year, there was a conference called Decon 2023. Decon 2023. And um, what you find when you go to the Decon website is that there's a whole bunch of speakers. I'm a speaker. I get invited to conferences. I would not be invited to this conference. Why? Because my views don't align with the deconstruction movement's views. My views would not be tolerated. My views are toxic. And likely your views are toxic too. If you believe that Jesus is the only way, toxic. If you believe that uh, in, in a biblical view of gender and sexuality, toxic. If you believe that the Bible is the word of God, toxic. If you believe that Jesus is, arose from the dead bodily, physically, and that he truly is the son of God, toxic. And so you got these players. You may not recognize their names, but I'll tell you what, if you're under 25 years old, you've seen these people on social media because they come up on my feed and they come up on your feeds. People like um, the queen of the heathens has over a quarter million people that follow her on TikTok. This is just TikTok. If you follow I Blame Bill, half a million people follow her. Her whole channel, every video, is her denouncing Christianity, uh, challenging Christianity, objecting to Christianity. That's all it is. Most of it's a straw man, by the way. Um, or, or you, I mean, the list goes on. How about Jagazus? Who's Jagazus? Well, it's a guy on TikTok who tries to just dress up like a gay Jesus. Yeah, that's called blasphemy, folks. 
okay? But these people have massive platforms. It's not just these speakers. It's all over the place. That was TikTok. If you're on Instagram, they're all over the place. They're all over the place. And their job, what they're doing, this is what John Cooper's talking about, folks. It's a, it's a movement that is trying to lead people away from Christianity, away from Jesus, away from God. Now, I get it. Um, there's, there's people on that side, and they, don't like what I, they wouldn't like what I'm saying right now, okay? There's people in the deconstruction movement. They're going to say, no, 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 Tim. Deconstructing is just part of reforming. In fact, that's what Derek Webb tweeted. Derek Webb used to be a, the lead singer in Cademan's Call. This is like a Christian band, and he deconstructed. And he says, I'd like to think your church deacons would be comforted knowing that we're following the Reformation's cry of semper reformanda, always reforming, calling out teachings and practices that the church should repent of and leave behind. Now, here's the problem. This is terribly misleading. This is terribly misleading. Modern deconstructionists are not doing what the reformers did. It's not true. There is a massive fundamental difference between deconstructing on the one hand and reforming on the others. Now, I agree that the reformers did say semper reformanda, but they said more than that. They said ecclesia reformata, semper reformanda secundum verbi dei. And you guys are like, oh, okay, that's clear. Totally. Let's close in prayer, right? No, what, this, is, this is where semper reformanda comes from. It's in the context of the church is reformed and always being reformed or always reforming. Here's the important part. Secundum verbi dei, according to the word of God. That's what the reformers did. The reformers are not, didn't do what Derek Webb's doing. Not even close. Not even the ballpark. And so, of course, we want to be reforming, correcting our beliefs, always correcting our beliefs that are mistaken, um, and making them align with what we know from Scripture. That's what we're doing. There are beliefs that I currently hold that, I, that are mistaken. I don't know what they are. I'm trying to figure those out, right? You all are. And I'm trying to make them align as best I can with Scripture, this is not a new thing. This is a New Testament thing, okay? What do I mean? Think about what the Bereans did in, in Acts 17. They were more noble. Why? Because they listened to what Paul had to say, and then they opened up their scriptures, and they were examining their scriptures to see if these things are so. Paul's saying this. Okay, let's check this out. We ought to be like the Bereans and reform our faith. So first thing deconstruction is not reforming according to the word of God. It is rejecting the word of God. And I'm going to show you that as we go. Deconstruction isn't reformation. It isn't reformation. I used to think, hey, when I began my study on all this stuff, when we, we were going to write this book and we were going to say, here's a healthy way to deconstruct and here's an unhealthy way. The problem was, as we were looking out at this movement, we couldn't find anything healthy. That was the problem. It was all bad news. And I want to show you some of that because I don't want you to like go Google hashtag deconstruction 
or go to Instagram, hashtag deconstruction, because you will be catapulted into a world that is so toxic, really toxic, and um, what I believe is just so discouraging. There are times where when I was doing research for this, I was in a good mood, and then I would go do some research, and then my wife's like, what's wrong? You know, like I'd be in a bad mood, and I want to show you why. Let's start with this. Joe Lumen is kind of one of these people who is in that deconstruction world, okay? And she's got videos on it. She, I think, is even a deconstruction coach. So you could, like, help, she'll help you deconstruct your faith. She actually has a, a video on YouTube where she talks about deconstruction. I want you to listen to what she says about deconstruction because I'm going to ask you for the problems that you see. And we'll just take a few, okay? Because there's a few in here. So listen to Joe Lumen. So we landed, and this is the thing with deconstruction that I really think it's important to understand. Everyone lands wherever they land. Land away from faith. Some people land in a different type of faith. Some people become agnostic. Some people become a different type of Christian. Some people become atheists. And all of those routes in deconstruction are valid. Um, and to be respected. And so, but now my beliefs are mine, and I own them, and I feel proud of them, and I, I have the healthiest relationship with God, and my, my, my spiritual life, my faith life, is the strongest it has ever been. But it doesn't look like traditional Christianity looks like, and I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that, because nobody not. Right. Nobody. And nobody should be able to tell you what your faith needs to look like, because that's that's dependent on you and the work you do. Um, nobody should um, be able to tell you what your beliefs are. No. You no might come to faith and say, you know what, you're wrong. Because if you've done the work, if you've done the work, honestly, and, you know, thoroughly, then how dare people tell you, like, no, what you believe is wrong because I say so. No. And what I'm saying is, the moment you start to believe when somebody tells you this is what Christianity looks like, this is how you have to walk out, you are then stepping into somebody else's identity and somebody else's shoes, and you're not being who you are. And then on down the road, you're going to feel the trauma, you're going to feel the pain, and you're going to be like, son of a gun, I have to freaking deconstruct that. All right. So, does anyone see, by the way, you're getting a sneak preview on things that are going to show up in Red Pen Logic, okay? Um, so, see any problems? Okay, like what? You can listen or watch the rest of guest speaker Tim Barnett's presentation about the deconstruction of Christianity on the free Walk in Truth app. Download it today. Also, be sure to share this introductory episode with a friend you think might benefit from the teaching. Simply click the share button. This is A Step Closer, bonus episodes of Walk in Truth, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people.